Hello and welcome to episode 24 of View from the Sideline podcast. Coming up this week in the Premier League review, Chris is going to give us his analysis of the Man City-Chelsea game. Liverpool are back to winning ways and Cardiff grab a late, late winner to move out of the relegation zone. In the EFL review, there's wins for leaders in the Championship and League One. But in League Two, leaders Lincoln can only manage a point to leave it tight at the top of the table. There's a clear winner from last week's predictions and I will be testing Chris's knowledge this week with the weekly teaser. And in part two, our special topic is all about this man. Another Tottenham goal now could make things interesting, couldn't it? And Bale is in space again here. And Leonard's picked him out. Oh, this is incredible. This is quite incredible. Gareth Bale has scored a hat-trick. It's about the biggest transfer of this summer. Confirmation a short time ago that Gareth Bale is joining Real Madrid. Three in the box waiting for the cross and it was Bale! So let's get started with this week's edition of View from the Sideline podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of View from the Sideline podcast. It's Chris here and Rich is here as well. Hello Chris, good evening. Good evening Rich, how are you? Uh, I'm going to hazard that I am a darn sight better than you after the weekend. Did you? It started already. It so has started. It started the as first soon as the whistle seconds. went. I, I cannot wait for your for your comments and review of that game. It, it, it it's going to be short. <laughs> I think that. we're going to uh, we'll, we'll speed through all the other games just to just, get to oh, that one, uh, I think. Oh, great. I look forward to it. Um, so you're going to start us off today with the teaser. Yeah, so uh, sort of on the theme with Gareth Bale being our special topic this week, um, I've gone back a few stages. So uh, it's around the European Cup. Obviously, Real Madrid being the uh, record Record team with the uh, the most wins of that tournament. So my question to you, Chris, is that Real Madrid have won it a record 13 times. But can you tell me which team comes in second on that list with a total of seven wins? Not Tottenham. There you no, go. it's not Tottenham. <laughs> but at least we're in it. Ba-boom. Yeah, so which team is uh, second on the uh, all-time list of European mm. Cups? So it's not just Champions League, it's European it's Cups. All European so. Cups. Okay. Yeah, as a whole. Uh, so, yeah. Quite a way behind, but there's six, six less wins than Madrid, but yeah, well, still uh, second with seven. If we get my guess out of this one. Okay, we will, uh, we'll, we'll do the reveal of the teaser uh, a little bit later on. Uh, so now we'll move on to the, the Premier League review. Uh, and we'll start at Craven Cottage, so the Fulham... Manchester United game, uh, yet another win for Manchester United. And obviously, after all the results have come through this weekend, they've actually moved up into fourth, which is something I said wouldn't happen about five weeks ago. So, well, yeah. I don't know what it is with United. Have they? They don't seem to have played anybody apart from Spurs um, that are in the top. top six or seven teams. Yeah, they, they've, had... Had, 
not, not, not taking anything, run. Away, not yeah. taking anything away from them. But well, they've got coming up. They have got some difficult games, so. I think this month is probably their biggest test. Obviously, they're playing at the moment in the Champions League, um, which I think they have probably got a good chance with seeing PSG's injuries that they've got tonight. So, but anyway, Paul Pogba, um, it's just he's like a changed player. He's, it's 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 just so strange how well he is actually playing at the moment. A great goal from from Paul Pogba. What what did you think of Pogba's performance? Uh, I thought he has continued the the recent form that he's been showing. I think it, if anything, it just shows how much he he didn't like uh, playing for Mourinho or just didn't like Mourinho as a person. Um, he he just looks a completely different player uh, from earlier in the season. And I, I will, I mean, I've always been a fan of his. I remember saying on previous episodes of the podcast that I, I think he'll. He'll he'll come good in the end. I'm not sure why. I guess in a way, Mourinho's downfall could have been the fact that he wasn't playing him. But yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's been been playing probably the best he's played since he came back to United. I think I think without a doubt. Um, I think f- from the perspective of the game, I think that I thought United played really well. But I think anybody that played Fulham. If Fulham play that way, probably would have beat them. It's their defence, isn't it? Their defence is just Their defence is absolutely terrible. The, the amount of times that they gave the ball away in their final third and the 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 second goal, I think Martial's goal kind of summed it up for me. Yeah, yeah. Where the the Fulham defender, it was almost like they were running along holding hands. He, he so this is, yeah, I saw. It's it like he's almost like a little bit behind him, wasn't he? But yeah, he was like right next no to him. Effort. He didn't even did, bother putting a tackle. There doesn't in. seem to be any effort to get the ball at all. And I think that I know we'll talk about sort of Huddersfield and Cardiff, the other teams down there later on. But there's such a a, a, a theme running through all of the teams that are at the bottom is they just cannot defend. And whether you're playing Man United or whether you're playing Crystal Palace or whoever you're playing, if you defend like that, you're going to get beat. Not great, so, Fulham. Yeah. No, absolutely not. I, and just... I think I, I think United did did the job they needed to do, um, but it was just Fulham didn't help themselves at no. all. Not at all. A good win for United, but like like you said. Fulham just, I just, I just can't see them stay. If they're def- if they defend like that for the rest, it's how they've defended all season, really. I think I think we can I think we can we can put our necks on the line and say that that, that they're in serious yeah. trouble. If if Huddersfield are gone, then Fulham are in serious <laughs> just, just, trouble. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we'll uh, we'll go on to the Palace West Ham game. Um, Palace played really really well in this game and they probably should have won the game they had 25 shots on goal which is something I don't think we could probably say that Palace have done all year uh, all season sorry it, that's it's just unheard of that they get that many shots and chances yeah. and uh, the MacArthur miss I just oh, that was beautiful, I think I watched wasn't it, it? <laughs> I watched it, was, it, it five six happened. times I how on earth he did that? I, <laughs> it's like that, he that was, it and it just 
Oh, I just that I mean that there were there were a few a few bad misses at the weekend, but I think, but that, I think that's, that's probably up that there. takes gold. I think because that was just he was literally. I think it was at, what he did was probably harder than actually putting the ball in the net because he oh, yeah, just. I'd agree. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. And it, yeah, players next to him as well. If if he wasn't confident enough, he could have easily squared it off. But you know, Palace did have a Batshuayi missed a good chance as well in the second half and. West Ham, really, you know, they got the penalty, um, but that was they didn't really create much more than than that. But... No, I mean, I, I was I was disappointed with West Ham. I think that that's almost the game where where it was it was flipped on its head the way you thought it was going to go. Yeah. If you think of how how well West Ham have been as an attacking force, I mean, I know it's probably more more their home form when when they look. They look very impressive, and Palace—they're not known for creating an awful lot of chances. But Palace—I'd I'd say Palace deserved to win that game. I mean, the two things for me is just, just on that point. I mean, I thought Fabianski was unbelievable. He—he—he yeah. he, he kept West Ham in. He that made game. it really good. I remember the save he made in the first half. Where he yeah, I mean, and he—he—he he, he clearly put. McArthur off to win to to miss that to miss yeah. that chance. I mean, he clearly did something to put him off. Well, we'll, we'll give him the credit anyway. And if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for him, I think Palace would have won that quite oh, comfortably. Oh yeah, definitely. And the other thing that for me was uh, Benteke. How he he's almost now had two decent-ish games on the trot. Yeah, I thought he played all right, and he came. He came off, didn't he? In the end, for Batshoi came on. Yeah, but I think him, that's but... going to happen a lot. I think yeah. I think that's probably going to be the way it's. I personally, I'd play unless... them. I'd play them together. Yeah, I, I don't think. Know. To... Mm, like, yeah, yeah. Both... I mean, I think they're quite similar. I think just one's got more confidence than the other. I think I, I don't know whether it's a case where Benteke is trying to put himself in in sort of the shop window come come the summer where where he, he wants to move away. He hasn't really he... had competition Benteke in that position I know Wickham's just recently come back but I don't think he's had any competition at Palace yeah, for you could say while, Zaha but... but Zaha is more of that that winger but he I is, wouldn't but I say think, he's I think the thing with Benteke is that he he almost needs just a goal it doesn't matter how it comes it doesn't matter if it sort of smashes him in the forehead and he knows nothing about it as long as it goes in and it's his goal and I kind of feel that he's in that place where if he can just get that one goal and add that to the fact that he is playing a bit better than he has been, I think that I think you might see a different player. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were the two things for me. I thought West Ham were probably lucky to get away with a point in the end. The, uh, the Huddersfield-Arsenal game. Uh, Arsenal, I wouldn't say anywhere near their best, obviously despite winning the game. Uh, Huddersfield creating chances, um, but just couldn't convert, you know, until obviously towards the end of the game where, you know, we saw the own goal. But one thing for me in this game, going back like I did with the last game, is stats again. Huddersfield beating Arsenal on nearly every stat over the 90 minutes. Shots, shots on target, possession. Mm. Not not like I would say a normal Arsenal before. I, I know they won the game, but you'd probably expect them to win the game, but you know, that I, I, I don't I, think that they were that good. 
Okay, no, I think you. I think you would expect them to win the game. The thing, the points I would take from that game is one: the way Huddersfield fight versus the way Fulham fight are completely different. Yeah. Um, and I think even in the table, the teams are probably the wrong way around. I think Fulham should probably be bottom. But I, the the thing I took from from the way Huddersfield played in that game is I, I don't. I thought they had no end product. I mean, shots. I thought Arsenal were pretty poor, and Huddersfield may have may have uh, in the in the stats had more more shots on shots on target than Arsenal. But I thought a lot of Huddersfield's play kind of ended with with nothing. It may have been uh, a shot from distance or a, a shot a, a sh- yeah, absolutely. So I'm surprised with the stats bit. I mean, maybe Arsenal were that bad. I, I thought Huddersfield played really well, and I thought they probably should have taken something from the game. But they just don't—they look a bit more solid defensively than Fulham do. It's almost if you put Huddersfield's defence with Fulham's attack, you, you, you'd have a—you'd have a, a half-decent side. Good, good mid-table side. <laughs> yeah, but one struggles to score, one struggles to defend. But I think it's. Uh, I kind of think it's over for Huddersfield. I think they, oh, they probably yeah. are planning for next year. They just haven't been good enough this season. But credit where it's due, they 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 keep fighting. Yeah, yeah, and, until it's mathematically impossible for them to stay up, then um, I think they'll keep going. Yeah. Okay, so Liverpool, Bournemouth next. Um, uh, well, a pretty straightforward win for Liverpool. Um, I don't think anyone would have any complaints about the game and how it ended. I don't think anyone really would have put Bournemouth down to win this. The only thing I would say is Bournemouth not, you know, they beat Chelsea a couple of weeks ago, 4-0. And since then, they just don't, you know, don't seem the same team that I saw them play when I saw them play against Chelsea. Um Annoyingly, annoyingly, they seem to have had their their best game of the season against us. And I think they're, I think they're a different side away. I think, I think Bournemouth are a completely different side when they play away from home. Um, I don't necessarily think that they're, they sort of play a more defensive game, but I think they, I think they're a little bit less expansive. I thought that I mean they had the one early chance, didn't they, where Allison sort of parried it away and Yeah. Um I know uh Wilson wasn't playing and uh neither was Brooks, who are probably Bournemouth's two Yeah. Brooks most, is most, at, was, most attacking threats. So yeah. I think I think that was probably something to do with it. I I thought to be honest, before the game, I thought it could be a banana skin. It could be the fact that Liverpool are coming off two two draws. Yeah. Um, it could be a game where if the pressure starts getting to them, that, that they could sort of start to panic and something could happen. But as soon as the first goal went in, I think it was kind of like the Liverpool that we're used to seeing. Um, one, thing that, one thing that sticks out for me, and it's sort of every time that I see Liverpool play and I don't, quite get why defences don't do anything about it so Salah's been sort of playing wide right yeah, um, yeah. and if you there was a goal at Anfield that he scored I think it may have been against City last year where he's on the right hand side and 
nine times out of ten, he always cuts it in on his left foot. And you think he's it gives him that sort of half a yard to get a shot on goal. But one thing I noticed from, from the Bournemouth defence, that the left back, he was always showing him on the inside. On the inside, yeah. He, I just think if you show him the other way, he's got the pace and he's got the trickery that he, that he, I mean, he may well beat you anyway as a defender, but, I just I find it more noticeable now because it's something that he continually does where he, he does cut in to get that space to, to, to get a shot on goal that defenders are showing him in that way more and I just think it's it's almost just saying well you might as well just have a shot you might as well have a free shot I'm not saying that was Bournemouth's downfall but just from sort of an analysis point of view it's one thing that I'm really noticing with Liverpool yeah. at the moment um, and opposition defences where they are showing him inside, which I, I think is uh, going to be well. um, very, very interesting. I think come towards the end of the season, <laughs> it could be. It's, I think it's going to be very, very close. Liverpool and City. I think I know Tottenham are in there as well. So yeah, we have to. This could a good, be the closest. A good win for Liverpool. I mean, yeah. I, I, again, potentially, like you said, potentially this could have been. They deserve to win it. One that they could have slipped up on. But we'll move on to the, the Saints-Cardiff game. Uh, just when you thought Southampton were going to get a point. <laughs> they, oh, uh... un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> what an end to the game. You'd be gut- if you would have left early as well in that game, I know some some people like leaving games early, but obviously you yeah. would have missed the best part of the game, really. Well, obviously... well I've got to tell you, Chris, I, I, I should have mentioned, know... but know... mentioned it before, but yeah. I... I didn't actually know any football scores before watching Match of the Day on Saturday. Oh, right. You managed to get all the... Yeah, so I I got all the way through and I didn't know any of the scores. The only only score I knew um, was Yeovil um, because they were part of our predictions challenge and somehow that was the only um, result I came across. So, So watching Cardiff v Southampton on Match of the Day, not knowing the score... Was was pretty exciting, um, especially the way it ended uh, because of the way the highlights package is put together. When I someone suppose, scores yeah, in the ninety fifth minute or ninety fourth, you, you minute, expect the full time thing. To yeah, come absolutely. Out and then, then, and then, and then something it, else happens, but it, but it kept going. But I think it's it, it's almost it almost sort of confirms what we mentioned earlier that the teams at the bottom just can't defend. No. Now the the Southampton equaliser. Was I mean I think there's two or three Cardiff players on or around the back post, but they're sort of on the edge of the six yard box. So Stevens, when he puts it in, it's an open goal and he's unchallenged. So you kind of feel that it's poor defending from Cardiff's point of view. But then right back up, straight back up the other end, Southampton are just as guilty of poor defending. Oh yeah, and I think. I don't want to keep comparing the bottom three, but if you compare Cardiff to Fulham, they are they, they say, are they are again even more different than Fulham and Huddersfield. Yeah, I would Cardiff. I would say Cardiff at the moment out of that bottom six seven teams, I'd say they're the ones that have probably got the most fight in them, and seeing them in the last sort of like three or four games, you'd probably say that they've performed better. Than most of the other teams down where they are, so I, I actually agree. I've I, mean, che- I've, I actually thought, you know, 
about two, three months ago, I thought that they were doomed to go down. I actually think they probably will stay up now. I think I think seeing them in the last sort of three who, or four games. Who goes games, down in their place then? So if Cardiff stay up, the team they're playing. You think the Saints? I, I still think so. You you did say that at the beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah. But I just I just think Cardiff, when they're playing the teams around them, they've they've stepped up. You know they. they you know they've got results. You know that, that, you know they're probably not that concerned about the teams in the top six. If they win, if they lose, you know if they get a draw, fair play. But you know they're probably more concerned about getting the points against the teams around them. And you know the 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 you saw like, did you see the the guy that broke his glasses? No. So when you know when um it was Bamboo scored the first goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Bam- yeah. When he he ran up to the Cardiff fans and the guy squeezed him so tight he actually snapped his glasses. So I, I did see I did see a tweet that went out. That yeah, Bamber after the, the game, has said, him more you, than you his said, wife had ever no done. Yeah, no one's hugged me that hard, not even my wife. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it was good to see, and obviously the circumstances around you know this week as well for them. I think, yeah, but I think I think Cardiff are getting a lot of I think Cardiff are getting a lot of followers and a lot of sort of support from neutral fans just because yeah. of the way they're going about the season. Oh, yeah. Even even not necessarily about about what's happened over the last week or so. It's just about the way they're playing football. And it might not sound a lot, but for a team like Cardiff in the position they're in, if you look at the bottom three or four, two wins on, on the spin, yeah. which is what Cardiff have now got, the, the the other teams aren't managing to do that. I know. I think before that defeat, Saints were five unbeaten. I think, but it just shows that even after being unbeaten for 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 five games, they're still back in the relegation. Yeah. So it, it's but... so tight down there. I mean, I I I think it's even going up to Brighton. I think. I think there's only three. There are only three points off off the relegation. So yep. it's so tight down there. Hence, why Cardiff get beating Bournemouth, then beating Saints is it's it's invaluable. I mean, it, it's you have to say they haven't they haven't spent huge amounts of money, have they? Like in the summer, they didn't spend. Cardiff haven't no. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't buy a whole like obviously Fulham bought a whole new team in the summer, and it just hasn't worked for Fulham. And I just I think Cardiff have you know they've kind of kept the squad that they've got and. You know they they've they've put you know trust in them as well. So well, that's one thing where I think Fulham have fallen down is that they've dismantled the their squad. Saw, yeah. Them up. But yeah. I mean, a, a great win for Cardiff, and yeah. probably certainly okay. a game that um, Saints would want to forget. So rich. Next Speaking of games to forget. So you said last week that you were going to say one good thing about Everton this week. So literally, that is all you're going to say about this. In your mm. review, you're only allowed to say nice things about Everton. Okay. You're not even allowed to mention Watford. Just Everton. Okay. I think what Everton's kit is a lovely shade of blue. Oh, Isn't it? It's a really, blue is my favourite colour. And it's, a, it's a beautiful shade of blue. No, but, but in all seriousness, I think that it, it doesn't surprise me. It hasn't surprised me again. The the only and the, the 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 most sort of controversial point on it, I I, I feel Everton played better. I think they created more they, chances they create, than they, they have create. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the 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 talking point 
well, the main talking point seems to be around the fact that the corner that led to Watford's goal shouldn't have been a corner. And, I, and I'm really sort of in the middle on this because, no, I don't think it was a corner. I don't think Pickford got a touch to it, so it should have been a goal kick. Yeah. But if you take that out of the equation, it's, it still becomes a corner and Everton still have to defend that corner. So I almost feel that it's a bit of a cop-out to say that it shouldn't have been a corner, therefore the goal shouldn't have stood. Because it, Watford don't cross the ball in and it's headed or, or put in the net straight from the corner. There is some build-up play yeah. which, which then creates the goal. Yeah, admittedly, it starts with the corner, but I just, I just, I was a bit disappointed... I think if it's your team, you're going to say it shouldn't have been a corner. But you still have to defend that corner. Obviously, after the game, uh, Kurt Zuma has got himself sent off. Uh, so, you know, he's got himself banned now, I assume, for a game. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, silly. I don't understand that. But I, well, because he was already that, on a yellow. That, yeah, and, but I uh, guess that's still the same point, though. Because the game's over. I mean, if you want to be really sort of picky about it, you could say, I don't know, you you could turn around to Zuma and say, well, to be fair, you should have defended the corner. Yeah. But so, yeah, I got it you wrong. think that's but what so he was you? complaining about at the end? He's gone up to the referee. and He's obviously yeah, said something. Why? I mean, what else? Would, I don't know what else it could have been about. I mean, I'm yeah. not sure what... I'm not sure what else he would have had to have complained about. I mean, they're wearing a lovely shade of blue. I mean, why would you be, <laughs> well, why would we'll you be grumpy? Well, yeah, you be- better. 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 Is that your... Is that was your good thing? Yeah, because they created some chances. I thought they played a bit better. They looked like they wanted it a bit more. <laughs> so the Brighton-Burnley game. Um, I would probably say Burnley's best game so far this season. Well, from my point of view, anyway. I don't think yeah. I've seen them play this sort of attack in football um, this season. And, and one of the pundits um, over the weekend said that the Burnley he saw in this game was the Burnley that he saw last season. You know, they def- they defended pretty well, a lot better than what they've been defending this mm. season. Um, yeah, I agree. And I think Tom Heaton's part of that. If you look at if you look at Burnley's goalkeepers, they've got three. England or recent England goalkeepers, and I do wonder. I do wonder what will happen in the summer because surely one of them's going to go, but I just don't know which one. Joe Hart, yeah, probably. I mean, I thought Heaton played really well. He, He made some brilliant saves in the early stages of the game, and I think a lot of the turnaround in Burnley's form can be attributed to the fact that he's come back. Obviously, the the, the 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 talking point in that game, yeah, that is that for me. That's a definite handball. <laughs> he swung his that, arm right round, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He he reminded me of like one of the old WWF figures from like the nineties, where yeah, you, yeah. you'd spin Sprung the waist back. round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. to rub salt in the room, Burnley go up the other <laughs> end, and they get a penalty, which is a penalty. It is and, a penalty. Yeah. You just kind of you feel a bit sorry for Brighton, and they're not in a great run of form at the moment, and that sort of drag is dragging them back into the relegation oh, yeah. what, battle. Um, I don't think they probably think they should be. 
I can't remember who it was. It might, I think it might be an Alan Shearer on Match of the Day 2 that said that he thinks that Brighton will go down just because the way that... I think it was... It might be someone else. Yeah. Um, but you almost feel... I mean, Brighton, obviously, they've got Derby in the Cup on Saturday and that could either be a good thing or a bad thing. But the way I look at it at the moment is it's probably a bad thing. Is Glenn Murray injured at the moment? Because I just... He, no, well, he played. He played, yeah, but he, he didn't... He scored two midweek, didn't he, in the cut replay? Yeah, it's just... He seems to have gone off if the If he's injured, he's recently. playing pretty well. Well, he, he hasn't... Injured. I wouldn't say he's... He hasn't really scored that much in the Premier League this calendar, like, this calendar year, has he? Like, well, no, but I mean, I, I, he, he's not going to get you 20, probably yeah, 20 but he was on, goals. he was as well he... on. He was, you know, yeah, he, he was, was well but... at the start of the season. But... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not yeah. sure he's that sort of consistent. But good win for Burnley, though. Yeah, great win, great Brighton. win for Burnley. So, yeah. Okay, so we'll move on to Sunday's games. It's, it's getting closer. I can see it getting <laughs> closer. Uh, Tottenham Leicester. I, I, I should just get it all out now, really. I, I? I'll tell Tottenham. you what, Chris. Sun, I'll, do, I'll, do the, I'll do the Spurs game and you can do the Chelsea oh, game. Can I just say one thing about Tottenham? They are they are annoyingly playing very well at the moment, which is very, very irritating. Whoa, hold um, on. Is that, is that a comp? Yes. Um, I think that Sutton might be one of the best players in the Premier League at the moment. Well, there's a lot of talk there's a lot of talk around the player of the season going going he, his way. He he is he's very consistent. I think that's one thing you would have to say. He's always he's always either providing the goals or actually scoring the goals. Um and to be fair, the whole Jamie Vardy thing for me was it was a bit silly. You know, bringing him on and then him taking the penalty straight away. You know, he's only just come on the pitch. I would have thought there's probably at least a couple of other players that have played. You know, for the for the full fifty six. Yeah, that have taken that, and he's yeah. just made himself look a bit silly. And I, but, I, I think yeah, someone okay. referred that he's has he fallen out with the manager or something that I've heard that well, he's not apparently well. Piel apparently is saying it's tactical, but there was well, um, he wants other options up front. Well, no, there was a, there was a, there was a someone lip read Vardy called him something, didn't he, when he was talking to Pogba or something during the Leicester Man United game. I think I think something happened and Vardy made a comment apparently. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're sort of sort of spilling over from that. Sum- summarize I, I, what happened. I'll, I'll summarize. So to be honest with you. Um, it, it's the one game in recent matches for Spurs where I could honestly turn around and say that I think they were a little bit lucky. Um, if you take, I mean, go, go back a month or so when Harry Kane was out, when he was out injured, and then we lost Deli Alley against Fulham, and Spurs' season was over, and all, all, everything was negative around Spurs. If you look at what's happened to Spurs since then so they've beaten Fulham they've beaten Watford they've beaten Newcastle and now they've beaten Leicester so they've got four wins out of four um, and it's gone to the extent where I don't want to rub it in Chris but I'm going to say they're, they're 10 points ahead of Chelsea 
Because you're not now, used Arsenal for your no. For your well, we expect example. to be ahead of Arsenal. We expect to be ahead of them. But to me, that 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 just shows the depth of squad that Spurs have now got. But going back to my original point, it, it is the one game where I think that uh, oh, there's probably even something to say that Leicester deserved something to take something out of the game. I mean, uh, I, I listened to it on the radio, actually, and the, the way the radio, the commentators were describing it, it was, it was a lot of Leicester, a lot of chances for Leicester. And then when you actually see the highlights, yeah, they did have a lot of chances that they didn't take. On on the main points, um, I don't think Son's dive was a dive. I think that there's definite contact there. Um, and I think the decision should be more, is it a penalty or not? Not, is it a dive or not? Um, he, he does go down slightly theatrically, but I, I maybe that's what pushes the ref towards it being a dive. I, I personally don't think it was a dive. I think there was contact. I think the way they both got up and pointed at each other, Son and Maguire, was, was a bit comical, to be honest. It was almost like a, two brothers saying to their mums, no, he smashed the window, no, he did. Um, but that's my view on that. I disagree with you slightly on the Vardy penalty thing because he made himself look a bit silly because he missed it. But people miss penalties. I don't believe he missed that penalty because he'd just come on the pitch. I think that a professional footballer, bearing in mind he would have done some sort of warm-up because he knew he was coming on, that he wouldn't have been stone cold when he came onto it and unable to run up to kick the ball. Um, I think it's just, if he'd scored it, it would have been Olvadi's first touch, what a substitution, etc., etc. But people miss penalties. It was a poor penalty, but I don't think it was a poor penalty because he'd just come on the pitch. No, no. Um, so, and then you get everybody talking about the last time it happened. And I think the only one I've actually heard is Zico from Brazil in like the 80s or something, and it happened to him. And he was part of one of the best teams that ever played the game. So I'm, I'm not sure the direct comparison. Um, but that's my, that's my view on that. I don't think... Um, and I, just on that, I don't think it was a penalty, personally. And it might sound biased that I'm saying that the, the Spurs chance should have been a penalty but wasn't, and Leicester's was a penalty and shouldn't have been. I don't, I don't see how that's a penalty, personally. Um, so even from that respect you could probably say that justice was done that that Vardy did miss it but um it's just it's another win for Spurs and I think without sort of tempting fate you'd like to think that sort of a top four finishes um in the bag well you'd hope to think but look if you look at it the other way and I'm not saying for one second that Spurs are going to win it because if you look at the starting eleven for Spurs over the last... I know we've had injuries. The starting eleven for Spurs over the last three or four games versus the starting eleven for City or Liverpool, Spurs' starting eleven is nowhere near as good as the other two. So I'm not... They're in the title race, which, as a Spurs fan, at the beginning of the season, if you'd said, sort of, come mid-February, you'll be in the title race, you would have accepted it. But Spurs are going into... A time now where 
Harry Kane's going to be coming back from injury. Deli Ali's going to be coming back from injury. These players are coming back into form when, if Spurs have got any chance of winning the title, this is where they would need to push on. And I think that could be quite a positive thing. Um, and I think we should write the stadium off this season. I know it's just been announced that the Arsenal, that the Arsenal game will not will be at Wembley. It won't be at the new ground. No. Um, so I would I would almost just leave, wait. Yeah. I would almost do something to the stadium that means it can't be opened until next season. <laughs> well, they're doing then, pretty well at that at the moment, mate. So well, yeah, <laughs> just continue what you're just, doing. Just to plug the the website quickly, obviously, so we've got a new blog on the website about top four or, or winning a trophy. And because of what Pochettino's come out and said in the last week or so, so give that a read if you haven't already. But I, I, I fully sort of agree with that. And I think that top four, especially for Spurs, is more important this season. And I kind of think that's where we've gone. And going out of two cup competitions, but being a lot more solid in fourth over the last month or so doesn't look that bad for Spurs now. Nope. There you go. So take it away talking about Chelsea getting properly spanked. Where, where do you want me to start? Six I've got I've got no view on this. Start, so start I'm gonna, third minute. I'm gonna go and make a cup of tea and I'll come right, back and you well, should be on the second or third goal. Well, for starters, let's just get this get this bit out in the open. Kante should not be playing that far forward. And I think everyone agrees with this. That he should be playing in front of the defence, where he's used to playing, where he's probably the best player in the world at doing. But Sarri can't see it. He's got his he's got his fixated on on Jorginho. For me, I would I next game like against Man United next. Monday, I think it is. We're playing them in the Africa. I'd I'd put Canty back and I'd put Jorginho on the on the bench. To be honest with you, he hasn't really done anything this season. He's passed. Jorginho's almost like a passed him. That's about it. He doesn't set goals up. He doesn't score goals. He doesn't. He started off pretty well at the start of the season. I think I think all Sarri sees in him is that he could when they're playing out from the box out. From the back, he can, he can he, rely. He on plays Sarri ball though, doesn't he? He he plays the way he wants. He wants but, the team to play. But that's not how it's, it's clearly not working. So I don't know why he doesn't. Why doesn't he just for one game just change it a little bit? Look at Conte when when Conte came to Chelsea, we were awful. His first six games, we lost to Arsenal three 0 and that was the deciding point that he was going to change his tactics. He was, he changed it to that formation, and we didn't lose a game for eighteen games. So it it can work. I just don't. I just don't think. What, he's got what do you mean? What do you mean? You were awful when he arrived. You still are. Conte. Now, obviously, yeah. when Conte came in, we were crap. First six games, we were awful, and we ended up winning the league. You know. It just it Conte had a plan B. He 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 knew that he needed to change that. Same with Mourinho. Mourinho had a plan B. When things weren't working, he knew what to do. Sorry, he just doesn't know 
he doesn't seem to have a plan B. He makes the same substitutions all the time. Barkley for Kovacic, Kovacic for Barkley, <laughs> Pedro for William, William for Pedro. You know, it's the same all the time. It's I just you know, and we start we start exactly how we started against Arsenal a few weeks ago. Poor. You know, they killed the game off in the first twenty minutes. It was just awful to watch, and you just don't. It could have been more than six. Aguero missed from about three yards, which is unheard of. You know, potentially Man City should have got another penalty in the second half. The penalty was a penalty. You know, at the end of the day, they they just have a much better squad than what we have, which is you know. Which is true. It's not, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily. Th- I don't necessarily think it's purely down to to, to the squad. Yeah, I, I mean, admittedly, they've got a better squad than than pretty much every team in the Premier League. But so, I mean, for, for what it's worth, from my point, I just think Chelsea, the players, didn't want it. Yeah, I exactly- think they, it's, it was almost as if they they'd had enough of playing the way they're playing and the formation and it was sort of the game where they turned around and said right enough's enough we're not doing this anymore we're sort of taking our ball when we're going home um i just city made them look ordinary but yeah. i think chelsea so, well, also the contributed to the fact that they looked ordinary well it's just it you know time and time again it's just you know, I understand playing out from the back, but when you're trying to do it against a team like Man City, it's just not going to work. We just don't have that sort of quality in the team. Alonso has just completely dipped right out of form from what he's what he has been playing like for us. Even Aspinacueta, you know, I don't think one player on that pitch could have said that they gave more than seventy percent on Sunday. It, and I think 70 is, exactly, is quite high, to be honest. I, this I think... is exactly what happened with Mourinho. When when things started going wrong with Mourinho... But didn't this also happen last year when you went to the Etihad? Wasn't that... I think you lost 1-0, didn't you? But wasn't that the game where you didn't like get out of your own half or something? You didn't have a shot, I think. It was yeah, just, OK. Like and it's, it's, it, what's, frust- what's more frustrating... Is I know we were away, but we've beaten Man City before. We beat them earlier on in the season, and they had exactly, or bar I think two players, on the pitch exactly the same. Mm. So something clearly has happened since then to now. And and the worst thing about this is we got to play them again in two weeks' time. Up final. We've well, got to play Imagine United we... as well, haven't you? Have you got United? No, our next then? game. So we've got Malmo on Thursday, Man United Monday. Uh, Malmo again on Thursday, Man City in the cup final, and then Tottenham in the league. Oh dear. It's, oh dear, oh dear. If he doesn't change something quick, we are. A Mal- Malmo any good? I don't think so. I, I, to be honest with you, I think there's a few oh, God, players. That would, I think that would be gonna... awful if, yeah. if you go out to Malmo. You might as well give up now. I think there'll be a lot. Okay. Thursday, yeah. but we'll see what happens. So we'll move on anyway. Before yeah, let's move on. We'll, we'll just something. touch on just touch so on Wolves all I've got to say on the Wolves Newcastle game is I think Newcastle were very very unlucky. I agree. I, just, I, I agree. And I if felt, you think I think I think before I the game starts, I think before the game starts, Newcastle were probably they would take a point, but 
the way they they, they had not, to accept the point. I don't think they would like. Minutes of that game, they probably would have accepted the point. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's, you know, you switch off for just two seconds, and things can happen. But like you said, if they looked towards the start of the game, they would have been happy with a point. Uh, Especially the way know. the Wolves are playing. Yeah, a point is away to Wolves. You know. Unfortunately, Chelsea lost to them at, at Wolves. So yeah, well, it's not it's not a bad point really yeah. in the scheme of things. Anyway, that's the Premier League review done. Yeah, hopefully I never have to <laughs> never have to speak of a six 0 again. We wait, this we wait for next week when we review the uh, FA Cup Chelsea United uh, so game. We will move on now to the EFL review, and first up is the Championship. Yeah, so uh, in the championship, there were wins for three of the top six with Norwich stretching their lead at the top to two points. They beat local rivals Ipswich 3-0 at home on Sunday. Did you see Paul Lamb at the manager? Yeah, he lost it a bit, didn't he? (laughs) He completely lost it. He lost it. There's a lot of players that have come out and said he was so sort of calm and tranquil when they played for him. But yeah, he went a bit nuts, didn't he? Yeah. What so? Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, so uh, Leeds are in second. They could only manage a draw away at Middlesbrough. Uh, they equalised, I think it was 11 or 12 minutes into stoppage time. Because uh, I think, yeah, they're, they're, well, I believe that was an incident they had a, bench. Yeah, someone uh, passed out or something, didn't they? And, yeah, uh, so that's why it went so long. But yeah, so... Uh, Leeds equalising very late on in that one. Uh, Sheffield United are in third, and they got a point in what was probably the game of the weekend on Friday night. Well, probably not the game of the weekend for them. So they were away at Villa, um, and Sheffield United were 2-0 up, and then just after the hour went 3-0 up. Uh, But then the comeback came uh, where Aston Villa scored three goals, uh, one in the 82nd, one in the 86th, and then the equaliser in the 94th minute to end the game 3-3. Just for your benefit, Chris, in the the Chelsea bashing show that we're having today, John Terry is defensive coach. What's going on there? So Villa have now let in 49 goals this season. So only Ipswich, who are rock bottom, he's not have on a the worse, actual pitch. If he was on the actual pitch, they, they, but they surely he can goal. tell them what to do. He doesn't have to be on the uh, yeah. He has pitch to be on the pitch. Yeah, mate. He has to be on the pitch. Anyway, um, West Brom, they're in fourth. They came three points with a one-nil win away at Stoke. Middlesbrough are in fifth, who drew with Leeds. And Bristol City are in sixth in the last playoff place. They've got their sixth league win in a row with a 1-0 win away at Blackburn. But just to give you um, a live update, so West Brom have just equalised. So they're playing Nottingham Forest tonight. Uh, So it's 1-1. West Brom have just scored. And Bristol City are currently losing 1-0 to QPR. So... um, but they, yeah, they have six on the trot, but they're, they're currently losing. Um, at the bottom, it looks curtains for Ipswich. They lost 3-0 away at Norwich, meaning they're nine points adrift. None of the bottom 10 teams in the Division 1 at the weekend, so not one of them. Uh, Bolton, who are second to bottom, they lost 2-1 at home to Preston and Reading, who make up the last relegation place. They got a point in a 0-0 draw away at Sheffield Wednesday. Um and just another standout game in this division uh, at Loftus Road. Uh, so Birmingham v QPR. Birmingham went 4 0 up, uh, and then QPR pulled one back just before half time. 
then into the second half, they managed to get it back to 4-3. And the impossible comeback looked on. And then in stoppage time, QPR got a penalty to make it 4-4, but missed it. So the game ended 4-3 Ouch. to Birmingham. Yeah, out exactly. Um, in League One, the top two both won. Luton claimed their fifth win in a row. They won 3-0 at home to Wickham. And they're now six points clear at the top. Barnsley are in second. They won 4-1. Um, they won 4-1 away, I think it was at Gillingham. They're now three points ahead of third place Portsmouth, who could only get a point in a one-all draw away to Plymouth. So no win in five now for Pompey after they were topped for so long. Sunderland are in fourth. Charlton are in fifth. They both drew. Doncaster, who make up the final playoff place, they beat Peterborough 3-1. At the bottom, uh, none of the teams in the bottom 4-1. Wimbledon, who are currently bottom, they lost 2-0 at home to Burton. They're now 10 points from safety and nine points adrift from the nearest team to them, which is Bradford. <coughs> so that just shows you how tight it is at the bottom. Bradford, they lost 1-0 at home to Fleetwood. Shrewsbury are 23rd. They got a point in a one-all draw away at Bristol Rovers. And Gillingham make up the final relegation place. They lost 4-1 to second place Barnsley. Just an update quick. PSG have scored. Yes, PFG have just scored. Um Pab. Oh my word, Kimpembe? Yeah, that'll do, Chris, that'll do. Um, So so just on that, again, live live games tonight. So we just mentioned Sunderland, but they're losing 1-0 at home to Blackpool. And bottom place, Wimbledon, are actually beating Walsall 1-0. League 2 review, Chris. Do you know the uh, Yeovil score? Uh, losing 2-1 yeah the Paul Scholes is Oldham so yeah take it away with uh... so uh, yeah so League 2 uh, obviously f- things are getting very close at the top now with, with Lincoln drawing with Northampton 1-0 uh, Lincoln holding on as they went down to 10 men in the first half uh, Mansfield remain in second despite losing to struggling Newport 1-0 and Bury in third took full advantage of both teams not managing to win as they beat Morecambe away three goals to two. Uh, Bury were three nil up and that one Morecambe almost almost getting back into it but it ended 3-2. Colchester were up to fourth now as they convincingly beat Cheltenham 3-0. Kolov dropped to fifth as they drew one all with Exeter. Exeter remained just in the playoffs in seventh and Forest Green suffered a 2-1 shock home defeat to bottom side Notts County. So Notts County remain bottom, although they do close the gap slightly on the other struggling teams. Second from bottom was probably involved in game of the day, if not game of the day in the EFL. As in the in the 95th minute, uh, Macclesfield went 3-2 down in the 95th minute, but actually scored an equaliser in the 97th minute. So yeah, so Sol Campbell was he didn't score the goal, Campbell, but you know <laughs> I would lo- I was I could imagine him running on literally and just heading it in the back of that. But no, they managed to, to equalise the ninety seventh minute by Reese Cole, who fun fact, Rich used to play for Yeovil. Can you guess who Reese Cole was on loan at last season in Yeovil? He he only managed two games for Yeovil before his loan was cancelled on the twenty fourth of August last year year before so 
When are we going to have the conversation that Neymar played for Yeovil? Well, Is there any history there or anything? <laughs> not quite, not quite. Um, no. Morecambe and Yeovil are hovering just above relegation zone now. Uh, Yeovil lost 3-1 to Grimsby, Grimsby with new signing and previous player who's played for them before, Craig Alcott, was sent off. Uh, so he's another one that used to play for Yeovil and now is back at Yeovil. Um, so things are quite tight now between the bottom four. Um, Notts County are a little bit adrift at the bottom, but literally only a couple points in it now. Between Macclesfield, Morecambe and Yeovil, so it's going to be a very, very close end to this uh, season. And Yeovil, like Rich said, are playing one of their games in hand tonight as well um, to Oldham, who have just hired Paul Scholes as their manager. Yeovil um, 2-0 down, but Beavis Mugabe did actually get one back for them. So they've got 20 minutes left in that one. So, yeah, it's uh, it's one of the games that they really do need to get something from because mm. the two games, they have got another game in hand after this one, but, yeah, not great. There's, uh, there's a few goals flying in, so just... Just on League One, so Sunderland have equalised, so that's that's now one or one. In the Championship, Bristol City have equalised, so that's now one one with um with Palace. Um, so yeah, so that's the EFL review. So uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back in part two for a predictions update and a quick chat about Gareth Bale. Hello and welcome back to part two of View from the Sideline podcast. Uh, so coming up, we've got our special topic, which um, is around Gareth Bale um, this week. So he's been in the press for getting his um, 100th goal for Real Madrid, um, but still seems to be out of favour at the Bernabeu. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give Gareth Bale a quick going over, so to speak. But we'll just give a quick predictions update. Uh, so last week um, I came out on top in the predictions challenge uh, with thirty points. So uh, Chris and I were were sort of talking um, a few days ago about whenever Yeovil are in the predictions <laughs> challenge, I managed to get the score uh, pretty much. So I will shortly be applying for the Yeovil manager's job. Um, We just won't turn up for matches that I know. I know matches I know that we'll lose. We just won't turn up for. Um, But my brother-in-law Scott, say unfortunately, he only got five points. Um, Let let the team down there a little bit. Yeah, with Jamie and Pete uh, being at the top, no one's. Still getting anywhere near 30, although I did get 30 myself this week. Um, so this coming weekend, we've got an FA Cup predictions uh, with our guest, Lynn. So they will be available on on our social media uh, pages in the next hour. So I've just got one question on predictions, Chris, because Chris yeah. picked this week's games. Why did you not include the Chelsea Man United game? Because it was on the Monday. And I thought you'd want to get the results out before we. Uh, Is it because you? Uh, I thought it was it. because you because you couldn't <laughs> to go <laughs> against your team. I didn't pick the Friday. I didn't. I didn't pick the Friday game either. Literally, 
It was just free on Saturday and free on Sunday, so I thought I'd just do them. Nothing to do with with uh, with Chelsea. Mm. I all. don't. I don't believe you. Um, okay, so oh, PSG... I just didn't want you to put six. No, I didn't want you to have the satisfaction <sighs> of writing six now. I would have gone seven or eight. PSG yeah. have just got um, just got another goal. Game over. Game over. T- possibly tie over. Um, Solskjaer getting sacked in the morning. Um, yeah. So uh, you wait. You wait. Yeah. So we're just gonna so we're gonna move on to to Gareth Bell and then after this we've got the we've got the teaser answer but so just just I I, it, I thought that Gareth Bell would would be a good topic to talk about it was one that that I put to Chris and we agreed to put on this on this week's episode um, and I think one of the main reasons that that I wanted to sort of have a, a discussion about it is because I don't. I don't fully understand why he's in the position he is at Madrid at the moment. Um, one thing that sort of looking into this, one thing that really surprised me um, is when he actually went to Madrid. It's 2013. Yeah. So it's over five years he's been there now, which it doesn't seem he's been there that long at all. Um, and I think that when you put everything together, so so he went for a hundred million plus euros um which at the time was a world record fee and it still is madrid's record ever transfer fee so i think they bought ronaldo for about 70 so it eclipses that he's just scored his 100th goal for madrid uh in the the derby win over atletico 3-1 at the weekend um yet he still seems to be playing a bit part in Spain and Madrid haven't been playing great this season. He seems to be getting a bit of sticks with that. Well, yeah, um, the, 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 the thing is about that, right, is you look at previous seasons for Real Madrid, they've had one key player that's obviously not there this season. So I, I wouldn't say, because he, like you said, Bell, he gets a lot of the pressure now. Now that obviously Ronaldo's left, there is a lot of pressure on him to perform. Now, I don't think that Bell will emulate what Ronaldo's done at Real Madrid, but I do think that the pressure is slightly unfair because I think that it's the whole team that is underperforming. I wouldn't say it's just Bell. But but who 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 is realistically, I don't think anyone is ever going to emulate what Ronaldo does. Exactly. That's, that's what Madrid. I mean. I think it's very unfair for Madrid fans. But but do you think that's to... part of the problem? Because one of the things that, that kind of crops up, if, if you if you sort of take a look at Bale and his time at Madrid, is this almost when he arrived, this Bale versus Ronaldo sort of yeah, face off if you like, where there was only ever going to be one winner. Bale was never going to win that contest. Whether whatever he did on the pitch, Ronaldo is is a messiah like figure at at Real Madrid, and I don't know whether it's because Bale came in and he was a world record transfer and it almost got put Ronaldo in the shadow a little bit, but I don't know if he, he got off to the wrong foot before he. Before he'd do, even started. Do you think going to Madrid was the right choice? Because uh, they the, already the had time, yeah. they already I mean, had the big players there. Yeah, but, yeah, and I think Madrid have always had big players. I think 
I can I can speak about it from a Spurs fan's perspective that when when he first went to Spurs and he didn't win a game for for twenty or twenty odd games or however long it was and then when he, what, it was I read somewhere eighteen months. This is a long time. Spanned, and when yeah. he started to play and he broke through and it's Champions League and the San Siro and all those sort of games, it was almost like you knew he was going to win a game for Spurs. Even in the last minute, he was so quick, he was so strong, he he could hit a ball like a bullet in into the top corner. You you I remember he scored one against Southampton at White Hart Lane in the last minute and he did the same at, at Upton Park against West Ham. And he did it on, on other occasions as well. And I think that it may show how much Spurs have changed in sort of the last five years because I think if you had someone like that now, I'm not necessarily sure they would they would yeah. go as quickly as sort of what Bale did. Um I don't think you could say it was his dream to play for Madrid. It's not one of those that he grew up always wanting to play but for Madrid. Maybe he did, but I, I don't. No, I don't. I don't think it was a mistake. No. Is, is, so is my short league, answer. So in the league, he's he's averaging a goal every other game at the moment in the league, which isn't really that bad. So in in his league appearances, so this is just the the La Liga. He's one hundred and forty four appearances, seventy six goals. He's actually only two more league appearances off the amount he managed at Tottenham. So he's Tottenham yeah, but, he played 146 league. Yeah, appearances. but just just put that into some context. So if you look at Madrid's all-time scorers, so take Ronaldo out of the equation because he was getting a goal almost every game, which is yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> there's there's something wrong with that man. He's but, still doing so, it now, yeah. isn't he? So but two two massive names at Madrid. So Raúl. 323 goals, so I think he's second or third on the on the all-time list, but it took yeah. him 741 games. Now, admittedly, he, he was sort of there when he was a youngster and he was probably playing but not scoring, but Benzema, 210 goals in 449 games. Now, I don't know the exact amount that... Obviously, we know he scored 100, but I don't know how many games he's played... But he can't be far off that. His goals no, to game yeah. ratio has got to be better than Raul. Well, it's literally just every. It's even better than one every other. If you if you did the maths on it, he he is literally better than one every other game. But you know, I. I... But it's, it's the fans as well. Yeah. So, so there's there's a there was a poll in one of the in the local papers in Madrid. Well, not local paper, but. I think it was a, a, a national a national newspaper, and it came up fifty four percent of fans want him to be coming off the bench. It's crazy. So, isn't so it? to be an impact player, and because you think he would get in, and, I, and this is honest, I believe this is the honest truth. He would probably get into any side in the Premier League. I think he will end up back in the Premier League. That's what, that's exactly what I he, thought. He seems to be third choice at the moment. I know that they've just bought that that. 17 year old whose name escapes me at the moment Madrid and there, there's a couple of other yeah that's yeah. the one and there seems to be a couple of other players who are sort of more favoured by the manager than fails. I so think he's he struggled to connect with the fans I think that's what it might be I, I problem is I, I honestly don't know because we're not in Madrid I don't know what they 
think of him. But like you said, I, I think within the next couple of seasons, he probably will be back in the Premier League. Yeah, but I can. I actually pre- think I, think I would he'll be go pretty sure. I would be pretty sure to say that when he was playing the way he was playing for Spurs, and there was rumours that Madrid were after him, I bet you then Madrid fans wanted him. Yeah. Uh, whether they failed to connect with him is is probably on them, but I'd be pretty sure that when they bought him, they weren't moaning about the fact that he's signed. But there just always seems to be stories. There's a story in the press today from, um, I think it's from Marcelo, saying that Bale hasn't learned the language in five years and they, they communicate a lot in sort of hand gestures still. And it, it just seems to be that it's not even about his yeah. football now. It's just about because everything every, that could possibly be done yeah, to him. The but, last, what, last two seasons... He has been linked to be coming back to the Premier League, but no one's really made a huge. I don't think he'll go, go to Spurs. Apparently, Spurs know. have got apparently Spurs have got a buyback option. So Spurs have got I just, I just think refusal, but he would. I don't probably, think they could afford him. I don't think they I, could afford. That's him. what I was thinking when I was writing it down. I was thinking, would they have the money to re-sign him? If I think he if he came, do you he, think it's only one team he'd go to? Yeah, I'd no, I think it's Man United. You think he's going to United? I I think United is the one. I can't see him going to Chelsea. Oh, I don't. He wouldn't go to Chelsea. They'll be in the Championship, and he doesn't want to play Championship. I'd say the before. only the only way that we're going to get him is if he's anything to do with the Hazard deal that's imminently going to be happening. Yeah, but, but that's but... the other point. If you think if if, if if you believe what you're reading, Hazard is going to Madrid next year. That pushes him even further down. Yeah. The pecking order. But I think I can't... You walk that. straight into our team because we're missing Hazard. I don't think City need him. I don't think he would go to Arsenal. I don't think he'll go to Spurs. I don't think he'll go to Chelsea or Liverpool. I, I think he would, if he comes back, I could see him going to United. Not Everton, then. It would be funny though, wouldn't it, if he went to uh, Juventus, <laughs> followed Ronaldo. Yeah. No, I can't. You, I can't see him going. Just to going everything. slightly off topic. Have you seen how much Aaron Ramsey's going to be on next season at Juventus? Four hundred thousand plus a week. A week. It makes Is... him the second highest paid player, but still only the second highest paid player at Juventus behind Ronaldo. But that's but ridiculous. I think I think I think his salary there would put him first in the Premier League. It would make him the highest paid player yeah, in the Premier League. Yeah, that's insane. Anyway, yeah. I have a fun fact about Gareth Bell for you. Okay, did he used to play for Yeovil? He has never played for Yeovil. Oh go. my goodness! He's never, wow, that he's never graced me. his presence in this town, as far as I'm aware. Wow, we'll have yeah. to fix that. But I, I, I would like to see him back in the Premier League. Yeah. I think he will be. I think he will I think we'll see. I, I it wouldn't think... surprise me if we see. But it, it may be the case where he comes back to fund any deal for Hazard. You you, you just don't know. I, yeah. I think we'll see him anyway. It's a shame. I like Gareth Bale. He's he's a he's he a British. Done bad. From, from, he's a British you know, footballer. From what you see on paper, he, he's not. He's scoring goals, but yeah, he is. And he's come up through he's an ac- he's come through the academy of a of a, of a, of a English or British club, and he's worked his way up, and he, he is where he is. And I, I I think even if he comes back to to the Premier League, it doesn't mean he's failed out there, and it doesn't mean Definitely he's not. not not as good a player. But anyway, so 
yeah, we will move on. But um, yeah, good good chat Thanks, about man. Gareth Bell there. Um, I like him. I've got a lot of time for him. He did a lot for Spurs, and I, I think he's. A... I put. Uh, I said I personally I like Gareth Bell. <laughs> yeah, I like him as much as I like. Um... I just wish he was English. That's all. It's, it's no yeah, offence, he's help, Welsh, yeah. but he'd be really handy for us in, yeah. in the. I think he would. I think he would single-handedly beat Everton. On his own. Yeah. Him, him, and the cat against Everton. Him and the cat. Okay. Yeah. And you, oh, and you're going to be on there as well. Yeah. Three aside. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I'm. Well, I'm. A, I'm all right. Whip it. You watch out, Everton. I'm. I'm coming for you. Uh, okay. Teaser so answer. Teaser. Yeah. So. I, I'm really not sure. I just, uh, I, I, I'm going to go with this because I know they've won a lot of European. I'm just going to interrupt you. There's a goal at Oldham. Oh, three-one Oldham. The Paul Scholes score. No, but Roma, Roma are now two-nil up on Paul. Scholes well. Anyway, Sorry. the only team I can think of that I know that were really good. This is just based on the '90s, really. I'm just going to say Milan, AC Milan, because I know I know that they've won quite a bit of European stuff, so it's probably not right. It is well done. It is Milan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you act surprised. Well, they've won the Champions League five times. Seven. Seven. Well, they yeah. Seven, and they've been runner-up four. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. I didn't think you'd get that. I feel rather well, deflated just, now. It's because of my. Uh, at least I've won something this week, mate. I haven't had a lot of luck. There you go, yeah. yeah. I, I'll, have, I'll have the three points in Champions League qualification. You can I'll have the... the teaser uh, answer. Yeah, you can have the... Um, the anyway. The knowledge knowing that you know you know the answer to that question. Yeah, so we are going to wrap it up there. Just one more thing. Uh, we are going to be doing a little bit of a giveaway tomorrow. Um I will tweet that out at some point tomorrow. Um, it's just a small little thing, but you know, it'll be worthwhile for someone. So just look out on Twitter for it's our that. First ever, it's our first ever. It's giveaway, our first ever Chris. one. It's, it's yeah, a big deal. Yeah, you know, giving back to to the the people. That's what we're <laughs> all about. You know, we we don't just sit here for an hour and a bit talking. Uh, we also like that. So yeah, look so, out. It's all about the fans. Yeah, to look out for that tweet. That'll be uh, coming out at some point tomorrow. Um, other than that, Rich, anything that you uh, would like to say? You know, uh, other anything, nothing Chelsea related. No. Um, obviously, Champions League tomorrow. So Spurs in Champions League action Is that tomorrow. Yeah, You're and tomorrow. then. Um, oh, just oh, Chelsea are in the Europa League on Thursday. Yeah, Ma- against, <laughs> um, yeah, against the um, Ma- I- IKEA eleven Swedish Swedish champions. Swedish so, yeah. champions. Yeah, there you go. That's the sort of teams we're we're playing at the moment, mate. Well, good luck to you. Um, yeah, so that's it. No, nothing else from me. I, I, I we will see you next week. <laughs>